0: Welcome to the Ransom Heart Podcast. This is Craig McConnell, and I'm in our studio with Morgan Snyder and Alex Burton, a couple men in their 30s, and um, I'm going to try and get them to speak a little bit on some of the things they've been learning about life in the 30s. And and Morgan, you in particular have been kind of exploring this in your own journey. And gosh, uh, a while back, we did a podcast and you kind of introduced the 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 journey you went on in terms of seeking counsel of older men. Um, why don't you pick that up? Tell us a little bit about what you learned, what you heard, and, and what you have to say to men in their 30s. And, and I'll just sit here and kind of listen as a man in my 50s. <laughs> Correcting <laughs> you is needed. Hey, there you go. Redirecting there you. Go. Wear ADO. sunscreen. Yeah, wear sunscreen and chapstick. <laughs> hey,
1: you didn't say chapstick. That was part of Craig's counsel. Yeah, we had some great conversations. And when
0: about, you know when you think about it, that's it, pretty important.
1: It makes a difference.
0: It does. Are you gonna talk or drink out of your analogy? I'm just gonna keep drinking. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was great to have a conversation a while back about what does it look like to be a young man um, in the masculine journey, in the throes of young adulthood, of, of wives and kids and career. And how do you walk with God and what does that look like? And what does it look like to choose for God to restore your character over you pursuing to build a kingdom? And, uh, yeah, when we walked away from that conversation, there were a few things that stuck with me particularly. But one of the comments that um, a few of the guys made that was a theme is a pitfall that a lot of young men struggle with. They assume a connection between desire and fulfillment. They assume there's a natural correlation with God has given me this desire, mm-hmm. and now I have to go fulfill it. Mm-hmm. When the reality is most of the time, not mm-hmm. all of the time, but most of the time, those two things aren't directly correlated. Mm. That God gives us a desire that mm-hmm. actually fuels us, that it's our energy, it's our strength, so that we can go through a process – of restoration to become the man that can fulfill that desire. Mm-hmm. I think a great story about that. It was the story of Joseph where when you look back at him, he was the dreamer, and he got these visions that were genuinely from God. And you mm-hmm. can see just the eagerness and yet youngness about him. He goes and turns to his brothers that already have a healthy disdain for him mm-hmm. and his dad, and he tells these visions about you know everyone bowing down and, and, and him being the center of the universe. And I think the truth is, looking back on his life, that was from God, but he lacked a lot of wisdom and yeah. discretion in mm-hmm. how to handle that. Right. And his whole life is really um, a crucible of sorts where he slowly through one hard experience and then the other um, cultivates his wholeness of heart, integrity Mm. of heart and Mm. character so that ultimately he can fulfill Mm -hmm. both his destiny and the desires of his heart. And so I think a lot of guys are out there fulfilling a dream, but then it falls apart and they, they are confused and they're doubtful and they want to blame God mm-hmm. because I thought that was from you, God, and they they beat themselves up. When the truth is God was saying, no, desire was from me, but it wasn't to fulfill now. Mm-hmm. It was to fuel you. React to that, you guys. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think you're right on. Um.
0: Thank you, Alex. Uh, <laughs> a few more thoughts. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Craig, Craig reacted. Yeah. What do you, you think? You know,
0: you know what's, what strikes me there is it's just, uh, just how focused um, masculinity is. Give me something to do and I want to conquer and accomplish it. Yes. And, mm. and the timeline is usually quick as possible. Right. It's a task right. list. Let's just do this. And so God puts a dream, a desire into my heart. And, of course, you pursue that with everything you have. And we're not oriented to understand or see or to interpret rightly things taking longer than we yes. expect and being mm-hmm. harder than mm-hmm. we anticipate. Yes. And and as you say, um, when we come up against difficulties or apparent failure or extended time, I think we lose the dream or we forget it or we cast it aside and look for some – new dream?
2: Absolutely. You know, actually what I was thinking about as you were talking Morgan is uh is being a parent. Um, you know, I'm a young parent, mm-hmm. 33, I've got three young kids and and before we had kids, my wife and I had just this massive desire for children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had kind of a, you know, a fairy tale idea of, of what it was going to be like to play with my kids and teach them things and and all of that and the reality is whoa it it's hard at times it's really hard and mm-hmm. um but I see my character changing yeah what's good of kids my yes. kids are transforming that's who good. I am yes. and it started with a desire right for something um but it's been much more disruptive than I ever anticipated right and uh and the fulfillment hopefully one of these days is is really, you know, beginning to to live really well yes. with my kids and and relationship with them.
1: Yes. Yep. And that parenting is such a great illustration of this concept, Craig, that you were getting to is there are no shortcuts to the masculine mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. And the world promises shortcuts left and right of how to lose weight, how to make money. It's always yeah. shortcuts. That's what right. sells. And the truth is a fundamental principle in the kingdom of God is there are no shortcuts to our restoration. I think this process of hearing that from older men has caused me now over four years to begin yielding to that as true. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm, I'm beginning to embrace that mm-hmm. rather than resent it mm-hmm. and believing that um, if there are no shortcuts and Alex as we watch our peers build really vibrant kingdoms mm-hmm. and it looks like they're fast-tracking – to believe with utter confidence that it's not a sustainable model and just like parenting, it's a slow and steady process of daily um, consecrating our lives to God and being right. transformed. And before we know it, you look back and you realize, wow, I actually am a different parent now than I was when the kids were born right. and likewise in the masculine journey. I've actually grown a lot more than I realized because that mm-hmm. was my motive.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Morgan, other things these men shared with you? I mean, what, what jumped off uh, kind of their lips into your heart?
1: And- yeah. I think one thing that was just huge was about money. Um, mm-hmm. Young men, I think much of our decision-making, our motives, our thoughts are consumed with money. Mm-hmm. How we make enough, how we make more, um, and the value of money, where it fits in our lives, and how money shapes our decisions about our work and our calling, how it shapes our marriage and our relating. And you guys, it was amazing. I talked to very wealthy men. Mm -hmm. I talked to men with very little. Mm -hmm. I talked to guys who had little and made a lot. I talked to guys who had a lot and lost a lot. I mean, it covered the spectrum. And the one consistent thing was wealth is a moving target. Hmm. It's kind of like the old internet thing of hmm. click here, click here. It's like a little pop-up, right, and right. you can never actually get your mouse on. It's always moving. And I realize – I mean, it's this is so core because if you think of the feeling, the emotional feeling of wealth is actually – a moving target for everyone. The truth is, any given man can find a man to look at and say, oh, well, well, if I had his circumstances, if I had his money, then I would be at peace, then I'd be happy, then I'd be free. And there's each man can find a person that looks at them and says, oh, well, if I had their situation, then I'd be happy, then I'd be free. And the truth is, the wealthiest men I met with didn't feel any wealthier than the other guys Hmm. and it's really been hard to embrace that is true because we can look at people with more but once you come to believe that the feeling of wealth is a moving target then you begin to disentangle what you've associated with monetary gain Mm -hmm. and an example of that like dave ramsey in class i was in he said he defined wealth as the things that you have that can't be bought Hmm. And that just helped me immensely because I look at the throes of the young manhood this season and I look at the intimacy with my kids. You know, two days ago, reading a book. It's a C.S. Lewis book. It's End of Prince Caspian. And Diggory is describing being with Aslan. And he says, I can just tell you that I was excited, I was happy, I was hopeful, I was at peace, I felt goodness. And I turned to Joshua and I said, Joshua, do you ever feel those things? And Joshua said, Daddy, every day.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: then the same wow. night, I was holding Abigail. Uh-huh. And it just, this was this great moment. Um, I was holding her in my arms. I said, Abigail, it's time to go to bed. I need to take you up to your crib. And she said, Daddy, I just want to fall asleep in your arms. Uh-huh. And believe me, these these moments don't happen every day. But I realized that's the goal. Mm -hmm. My kids have me. One piece of counsel from one man that I'll never forget. He said, drop your pencil at five. Mm. He said, no matter what. He said, there will always be more work than there will be on the day. But it was a metaphorical drop your pencil. Get out of the office at five o'clock. And don't let that creep of work steal your life from your kids. And so I can tell you that. I'm not chasing the wealth like I was, mm-hmm. and right. I'm becoming wealthier by the day with mm-hmm. no shift in my economic mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Good words. Yeah, that's that's really true. And even if you look back at your own story, if you look at yourself when you got out of college and you think about how much you made back then, yes. but new marriage, yeah. going into a new marriage, a new job – and the joy you had in that, and the the adventures that you lived there. Yes. Um, you know, I look back at Mel and I. We were married in college. We made, I think, fifteen thousand our first year was our was our uh, gross income, not even net. <laughs> that is gross income. And, <laughs> and, and, but we were happy. Yes. Like we had we had a great. You know, a great life in terms of what we had. We had a yes. little condo, and we had a car, and we went and played in the outdoors. And there was nothing wrong with where we were financially. Yes. There, and and yet, you know, now we make quite a bit more than that. Yes. And um, you know, those things don't change. Yes, the the, um, the opportunities to run after joy in life, and um, money's not gonna
0: gonna buy that at all. Absolutely. So one one of the things I'm I'm hearing, just maybe to say to those who are listening is um wow. Um take in the counsel mm-hmm. of others that are farther down the road yes. listen, ask. Yes. What what advice, what input? Yes. That's essentially what you did. Right? Oh it's
1: huge, Craig. I think that I shifted to a posture of asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I even found and this was a counsel from one of the older men, and he said, Ask questions, ask questions. Even if you think you know the answer, ask mm-hmm. anyways. I cannot tell you how many times an older man has spoken life, rescuing life, into my life when I asked him a question about something that I already thought I knew the answer, Mm -hmm. but I only asked him out of that discipline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would really urge young men and men who feel young in places Mm -hmm. that feel unfathered and uninitiated, ask the questions, find people who have fruit in their life of the kind of life that you want and ask them those questions. In the meantime, on wealth, if people are listening to this and they say, oh, I I resonate with that idea of, no, there are people in my life that I point to that I think if I just had their financial situation, their job situation, then I would be happy. I would encourage you to bring that to the Father Mm -hmm. and pray about that and ask him to redefine a view of wealth that lines up with him and his life and his kingdom.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Ransom Heart Podcast. And as always, we hope uh, you'll check in next week as we continue just to offer uh, what we're learning about God and life and our place in this mythic story. And for any resources that you may be interested in, go to RansomHeart.com, and we think you'll find things that really encourage you in your walk with God. See you next week.